to hear is the fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Hello, America. Welcome to the Glenn Beck Program. Well, we have a problem with people who are donating to the Democratic Party, the mega donors. They all seem to be a little spooky, don't they? I'm going to explain the FTX uh, situation in a way that I don't think you've heard elsewhere that ties a lot of things together. We talk about Sam Bankman-Fried. He's not alone. And his philosophy you probably haven't heard of. We begin there in 60 seconds. Well, the Democrats have taken the Senate, and you know what that means. It means we have to work a little harder and stick together a little better than we've been doing. It means that you and I need to be patronizing the companies that believe in the same set of values and principles that we do. Companies that stand for freedom. Companies like Patriot Mobile. They're America's only Christian conservative wireless provider. They share your values. They're not going to send your hard-earned money to aid in the destruction of America like so many phone companies look it up do. They work for conservative causes, not against them. You're going to get the same nationwide service all while supporting a company that loves America, shares your values, and supports our police. Switching is easy. It's going to be really rewarding knowing that you're not only getting great mobile service and you're getting it at a better price, but you're also standing up for what is right, true, and good. PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. Get free activation with the offer code Beck right now. PatriotMobile.com slash Beck or 972-PATRIOT. 972-PATRIOT. PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. Okay, so Sam Bankman-Fried... He was the digital guru who uh, pledged to spend as much as a billion dollars in support of Democratic candidates. Now, he's under a federal investigation. Oh, I bet he is. So what did he do? And uh, who are his friends? Well, Bankman Freed, SBF is what they call him, SBF, the next Warren Buffett is what they also called him, uh, donated to President Joe Biden's campaign and other democratically aligned entities in 2020, $5.7 million. $40 million is the amount he donated to political candidates and committees during the 22 election cycle. Vast majority or Democrats, $40 million. His net worth as of election day, was sixteen billion six hundred million. His estimated net worth today, zero. Now, I just want to see if you find any kind of connection here. Free Beacon did a great story on this. Um, so you have you have SBF. Then you also have Harvey Weinstein. He donated almost $600,000 to Democratic candidates and committees since 2000. He had fundraisers for Hillary, for Barack Obama. Yeah, he's now in jail and on trial for even more rapes. He'll be in jail to the day he dies. Then you have Jeffrey Epstein. 
who donated more than $150,000 to Democratic candidates and committees, including $10,000 contribution as recently as 2018. Hmm. Okay. So he was with liberal billionaires. He wrote checks to Ivy League universities. Bill Clinton was one of his good friends. And then he hung himself, uh, in air quotes, in his jail cell in 2019. Okay. Then you have Ed Buck, longtime liberal, liberal activist, donated more than half a billion dollars to Democratic candidates and committee. He was sentenced in April to 30 years in prison for luring young men to his home, sexually assaulting them, and at least two cases, injecting them with a fatal dose of methamphetamine. Oh. He was described as a violent, dangerous sexual predator who exploited vulnerable victims, men who were drug dependent and often without homes, to feed an obsession that led to death and misery. That's Ed Buck. He's another one of the big campaign donors bernie madoff oh he was the best two hundred thousand dollars to the democratic party including chuck schumer and hillary clinton he defrauded people of 65 billion dollars the largest ponzi scheme in history he died. He had a 150-year prison sentence. He died in 2021. He went to jail in 2009. So Sam Bankman-Fried is not the first. So what is it about these guys that attract them to the Democrats? Well, one, if you are in with the Democrats, generally speaking, you can hide out there forever. They launder your reputation. But there's something else. It's called effective altruism. FTX, this scandal may rip the mask off the left in something that most people don't know. What we see is apathy and lust, piles of dark money and the bizarre habits of atheist leftists. The billionaire and CEO, the so-called philanthropist, Sam Bankman-Fried is vaguely creepy. His girlfriend is even more so. He's the perfect hero for the left. Mushy, lacking all masculinity, boring, hedonistic, and obsessed with doing good, even if it means committing crimes that result in enormous pain for many people. Now, most of us cannot imagine how people just commit evil so nonchalantly. You know, just like, yeah, whatever. Let alone with the smugness of someone who thinks they're morally superior. So it makes sense that this arrogance is based on the ideas of leftist intellectuals. A trendy movement that you probably haven't heard of. Effective altruism which claims to be a new kind of philanthropy. The World Economic Forum has used many of its ideas. What a surprise. One of the creators of effective altruism is a philosopher. His name is William McCaskill. He's friends with Sam Bankman-Fried. They've known each other uh, for at least a year. McCaskill actually worked for Sam Bankman-Fried. According to the New York Times, he was one of the five people from the charitable vehicle known as the FTX Future Fund, 
who jointly announced their resignation on Thursday. So what is this theory? Well, you've seen it uh, in play a lot. In uh, his book, Doing Good Better, McCaskill lists the steps to effective altruism. In a weird twist, the book mentions um, uh, a study about the crowds at tea party rallies and how the weather affected the crowd side. Does a larger audience make a significant political difference in the effects of the events? The study concluded, yes, each person makes a difference which I think I agree with, but that's about as far as I'll go with this movement. Like the World Economic Forum, effective altruism is obsessed with climate change. Uh, They're obsessed with fair trade and green living, but that's not enough to stop climate change. They want us to eat less meat, thus we eat bugs. Like Klaus Schwab, McCaskill thinks that we need Radical change to common sense. He believes people should earn to give, make as much money as possible, and then give it away to people who would need it. He argues that it's pointless to boycott sweatshops because, what, the workers then are going to make more money and they only end up doing worse someplace else. Instead, he says wealthy Americans should donate a chunk of their salary to people who know better, and they can help the world. This is a religion of activism. Uh, McCaskill writes, advocacy also has the potentially high payoff as one could influence the behavior of many thousands of people and help influence debates around particular policies. Though this is particularly difficult to quantify, one could become an effective advocate through journalism or by pursuing an early career in academia and then moving on to become a public intellectual. We see this. That is what journalism now is. He co-founded the effective altruism movement with, oh, one of my favorites, Peter Singer. If you know anything about Peter Singer, you're running for the hill. Singer is a bioethicist. He's at Stanford, I think. He's known for his work in animal liberation. He sees animal farming and medical testing as a form of racism. His stance on abortion is ah, pretty much murder. He believes newborns aren't people. Newborns, not fetuses, newborns. He said that killing a newborn baby up to the age of two is never equivalent to killing a person. That is, a being who wants to go on living. Babies just don't know. So it's okay to kill babies. He advocates for most forms of euthanasia as long as the person consents. Disability rights activists usually protest his events because he believes that uh, disability is a valid excuse for euthanasia. Oddly, oddly, a guy who is pretty much, you know, doing the same thing they did in Germany, um, he opposes the death penalty and he's an atheist. Yet he also blames God for evil. He's Jewish with three of his grandparents dying in the Holocaust. Yet He's pro-Palestinian. This guy's a piece of work. It should be no surprise that Singer is an agenda contributor to the World Economic Forum. Klaus Schwab mentions him several times in his book, The Great Narrative. So The Great Reset is a perfect example of doing good better. 
because the foundation of all these ideas is utilitarian utilitarianism. It is together we make one great host, one great word. At yeah, least. Uh, a philosophy that most sane people have rejected is just a thought experiment. It's a form of radicalism. It's an attempt to satisfy human needs without the obstacle of God-given rights. Think of that. That's the goal, to satisfy human needs without the obstacle of God-given rights. This is the, the, trolley, uh, the uh, trolley problem. You ever heard of the trolley problem? Uh, trolley is coming down and it approaches a fork in one direction. A single person is tied to the track. The other direction, a dozen people are tied to the track. You have to choose which direction to turn the train. And in utilitarianism, you sacrifice the single person, right? Okay. And when I say sacrifice, I mean sacrifice. Murder, stealing, assault, violence of any kind can be justified by utilitarian, uh, uh, utilitarianism, as long as its outcome is mostly favorable, mostly peaceful. Utilitarianism is a secular alternative to Christianity, and it goes hand in hand with hedonism. What did I just say about Sam? He was a hedonist. It's pragmatic instead of moral. Its focus is collectivism and the greatest happiness principle, the greatest happiness for the largest number of people. It considers happiness and pain, more happiness, less pain. Its rule is by elites who know better than you do. Uh, and you're just really incompetent. You're sheep. You can see this leftist idea of equity of outcome affirmative action inclusion at all cost even exclusion you can see what is happening it is this poison it is the gospel of a world turned upside down and inside out it is a ministry of pudgy billionaires devoted to annihilation that's what was truly behind FTX. More in a minute. Maybe the biggest takeaway from this economy over the past couple of years has been that it doesn't matter how much money you'll make. It's the value of that money. If that value doesn't hold up, it doesn't matter how much money you make. The whole reason I always tell you that you should consider investing a certain percentage. I've got maybe 10% of your assets into precious metals. Well, I did have that. I don't have that now. I lost it in a boating accident. Anyway, historically, things like gold and silver tend to hold up uh, on their own when inflation shoots up. You don't want to be left in the lurch when the U.S. dollar goes belly up. And if you haven't heard, wait until I give you the latest news on digital currency from the Fed. That's coming up. You don't want to be left out in the cold. That's why you need to look into Goldline, please. I've always encouraged you to do your own homework right now. Goldline wants you to do the same. Give them a call this week and just ask them, ask them, why do you think this should be right for me? Go to goldline.com. Check on their notable weekly news. The stuff that is in there, you will see the things that you're not being told by mainstream media. 
Goldline is offering a whole a pile of free copper with every order. The more you buy, the more you receive free. Call Goldline today. Find out how to qualify for free copper with every order delivered right to your front door. That's 866-GOLDLINE. They're waiting for your call now. 866-GOLDLINE or goldline.com. 10 seconds, station ID. I mean, it's a pretty negative take on effective altruism. And I I would agree (laughs) that there are problems with it Mm -hmm. uh, and not a lot. Not everything is to like. A lot of the people who practice it are nuts. And that's part of the problem. But like, you know, some of the points you you mentioned, he one of the philosophies is instead of dedicating your life to, you know, um, uh, I don't know, a charity, uh, some charity, Mm -hmm. you Use capitalism and you earn money that and then you choose right. who to give it to. That's absolutely, and, and that's I think, what I do. Right. It's uh, yeah. I mean, I, so I, I don't think it's uh, like, I think the way that the left uses effective altruism is, is bad in most cases. And a lot of it's because, well, first of all, Sam Bankman Fried was just seemingly fraud, you know, defrauding people to yes. get this money to give away. Yes. Uh, so uh, that's obviously a problem. Mm, Peter Singer is P- also. Peter Singer is a massive problem. Klaus Schwab and the yeah. World Economic Forum. But again, like, you know, <laughs> using capitalism to do good is something that you have been doing for long before right. they called it the, effective altruism. The difference is that that is not effective altruism. That's part of it. That's part of it. Um this is the ends justify the means it can be you, and that's yes. that's i think the problem with with some people who practice it uh, Correct. but i mean part but of it, it is explains also like, why it explains why they don't really have a problem with him in the democratic party they didn't have a problem they knew about harvey weinstein they knew mm-hmm. they knew um it, it wasn't hard to ends justify the means yeah. ends justify the means yeah, you can it, be in bed with anyone as long as they are furthering your goals there is a utilitarian bent that is sometimes disturbing but we also could use at times more utilitarianism when you're talking about taking your money and giving it to things that not just feel good or give you the warmest feeling inside but to, that that actually do the most good i mean you there's a version of this where you can and I, and I I think you largely agree with with a good version of this because I've seen you in action. You give away mm-hmm. a lot of your money to causes that you believe in and you don't do it just based on like, okay, here's a splashy thing. Let's get a bunch of famous people together. You're, you're doing it in a way that you hope does the most possible good with those resources. Mm-hmm. And I think that's that's a, an admirable thing to do with your with your charitable dollars. I think it kind of goes back to that old, uh, you know, that old uh, conversation about you pass a homeless person in the streets who's drinking alcohol and 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 begging you for money. Do you give the money to them or do you give the money to the homeless shelter where they should be going? There is arguments on both sides. And, I've, you know, we've talked about it before. Mm-hmm. At some point, if you feel led to do it, to give it to directly that person, that maybe that is the right thing to do. Right. But also, if no one, if everyone gives it to the homeless people on the, on the street drinking alcohol and none to the homeless shelter, the problem never gets solved. And I don't know that the problem ever gets solved with homeless shelters either. That's a whole other story. But the point is, you know, doing being responsible with your money when you give it away to charity is really important. Looking at how those, the charities spend their money, really important. Um, you know, so I think there is a, a level there of trying to do the most good with your resources that is, I think, a, a positive aspect of effective altruism that is is embedded in there. 
And I think uh, an increased focus on that by people would probably be positive. That being said, so eating bugs is not what I'm talking about. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and and the, the problem here is, too, is if you are if you are um, in effective altruism uh, the way he saw it, yeah. you create things to make money to pull off and, quote, do good. Right. And that's so when terrible. it starts to go awry... You'll cut corners any way you have to. Mm-hmm. You, you, mm-hmm. I think, do what you love. Money is a side benefit, okay? It's a side product, and you get that money, great. Then take that and invest in things. But do first what you love and what, and, and what you are uh, doing to make money, not tying it directly to the charity. That has to come after, or you lose sight. Program. Uh, and you easily convince yourself, oh, I've got to oh, keep doing this. I'm too important. Too important, yeah. yeah. If you're living with aches and pains in your life, particularly if you're living with really frequent and bad pain, I want you to consider something for a moment. What if you, what if you didn't have to be doing that? I know, that sounds crazy because uh, it's like, yeah, that's what I've been taking all of these other medicines for. This is why I've been trying everything. I know. Uh, this is what Relief Factor did for me and still does for me. I take it every day. I stopped uh, about four weeks ago, maybe, because I was feeling good. Uh, and then the weather changed, and wow. Uh, it gives me the ability to live my life. If you're living with pain, please just try it. It might work for you, too. It's, um, it's not something that's going to space you out. It was made by doctors as four key ingredients that fight inflammation which is the source of most of our pain. So try it for three weeks. See if it works for you. 1995 is the trial pack. 70% of the people who order it go on to order more. ReliefFactor.com. That's 800, the number four, relief. ReliefFactor.com. 800 for relief Don't miss the big special tonight. BlazeTV.com slash Glenn. The promo code is STANDUP for 30 bucks off. Welcome to the Glenn Beck Program. Tonight, a very important episode. Our Wednesday night special at 9 is a two-hour commercial-free special. Um, And you can watch it on Blaze TV. If you're not a member, please go to blazetv.com slash Glenn and use the promo code STANDUP and you'll save 30% off of your uh, subscription. This is the largest um, we have ever done. Uh, we have ever offered we have an fbi whistleblower we have mike lee and the constitution we have two really good uh attorneys that are helping people navigate these waters and we have four stories and the people that live them uh on set to tell their story this one you've you probably if you're a longtime listener remember this Right after COVID started and right after January 6th, I want you to listen to this. This is the Huper story. The Hupers live in Alaska now. Listen. We met in uh, La Mesa, California, outside of San Diego. We were married in 1990. So we lived there till the mid-90s and decided that uh, we were really more designed for small-town living. Marilyn and Paul Huper, 
moved their family over 2,000 miles just to find some peace and quiet in the beautiful wilderness of Alaska. They became innkeepers, providing others a glimpse into the paradise that they were now able to call home. But that quiet retreat turned into absolute chaos one early April morning. But first, let's back up. Paul has always enjoyed politics, but Marilyn, eh, not so much. But as they watched the 2020 election results unfold, both felt that something seemed off. The president-elect is running into some issues with his transition to the White House. This comes as President Donald Trump and his legal team push claims of voter fraud in several key battleground states. Plus, they were away from home already on vacation in Arizona. Uh, Marilyn looked up the tickets and went, wow, it's only $39 per person round trip from Phoenix to D.C. Let's go to D.C. We've never been to a rally. We've never heard a president speak. It felt like the right thing to do was to go and listen and lend our support. Chaos at the Capitol. A deadly siege on Congress as an angry pro-Trump mob storms the U.S. Capitol. Oh, was shot and killed inside the U.S. Capitol today during the riots. Someone has died. But this was far from the Huber's experience in D.C. They never even got close enough to the Capitol to really see what was going on. We just observed from outside. Uh, we only had about 30 minutes before we had to go catch a plane. They returned home, life was normal, and the Alaskan peace surrounded them once again. Until that April morning. I could hear a loud banging on the far side of the house away from where we were, and a loud male voice barked out, FBI, come out with your hands up. Come around the corner, and uh, yeah, I had uh, six, seven guns pointed to my head. It's the first time I ever looked down a loaded barrel of a gun. He got kind of rough with me and said, move forward, turn around, and they slapped handcuffs uh, on me behind my back. They took Marilyn into a separate room, but unlike her husband, Marilyn almost immediately could sense why these men were inside her home. We were part of a credit card company that had been reported as turning in information for people who like book tickets or uh, use the card for lodging uh, during uh, the J6 weekend. So I had just put down on a list next to my bed. I put a little box and next to it, like find out what to do if the FBI contacts you. The very first thing probably out of their mouth was, so you probably know why we're here. I said, absolutely not. <laughs> they said, well, we're here looking for Nancy Pelosi's laptop. What does that have to do with me? Eventually, an agent showed Marilyn a picture of a woman they believed to be her. Then I grabbed the paper and I said, is this who you're looking for? Because I'm not an expert or anything, but she has detached earlobes and I have attached earlobes. That's a different person. The agents continued their search of the Huber home, but eventually realized, whoops, it's a mistake. Before they left, Marilyn asked who she should contact about their broken, kicked-in door. And he said, oh yeah, we don't do that. The courts never hold us accountable. We don't, we don't have to do that. You can try, but they won't make us. That's kind of kindergarten 101. If you 
uh, break something, if you harm somebody, if you make a mistake, you apologize, and then you fix it. Are we, uh, did that uh, stop? Anyway, uh, sorry, we just had an incredible story. Power outage, really, truly remarkable story. The Grindback Program. Welcome to the uh, program. We uh, we had a power outage here in uh, Dallas, and I, I don't know. We seem to be having them a lot. I feel a little like we're in old Mexico. Uh, <laughs> except we can drink the water here. Yeah, except we can drink the water. Uh, it's uh, We had another power outage. Sorry for that uh, wreck. We, we have everything on um, uh, uninterrupted power uh, supplies, except we learned Sarah's speakers. And she faces us, and she's in a soundproof room. We were talking, and she was like, I can't hear you. I, you're not on. I can't hear you. And uh, apparently we fun. were. So it was a fun day. Mm-hmm. Sarah, you deserve a drink today. And uh, uh, day, he, what he meant uh, to say was another drink. A, yeah, I was just what I, what, I, what I meant was don't try to hide it today. Mm-hmm. We, there will wow. be many. Yeah. Okay. We, okay. <laughs> Uh, anyway, uh, oh, I've got to, I got to do a commercial here for my Patriot supply. Um, we're just sitting here with, uh, uh what is your name, sir? <laughs> what is it? What uh, are, Harold. Harold. Yes. Harold what? Harold Frenchinson. 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 Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Harold, let's say, I mean, how prepared do you think you are? I'm very prepared for any outcome that could come my way. Let's say you have a power outage. Oh, wow. Yeah, I can't handle that. You can't? No. Oh, no. Right into into cannibalism. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I had a... Recently, I was was doing a a national radio show. Really? We lost some power. Yeah. And I I consumed three human beings in the commercial break. Really? Yeah. Uh, You never know. How long was was that power out? Three or four minutes. Wow. Yeah. I was hungry. And it could get that bad. You know, I had to get, get to it quickly. Yeah. You never know. The meat goes bad after a while. Not if it's alive. Well, yeah, not well, if it's alive. Well, you never can risk it. Right. Okay. You know, I don't believe these scientists and doctors <laughs> okay. out there. Right. You okay. know, they, oh, yeah. they're always lying to right. you. Unfortunately, I had no food storage. Right. And you know, if I had food storage, I could have eaten like the really delicious foods. Right. But I didn't have any of that. Yeah. So I just ate, I ate all the human well, beings. Well, don't let this happen to I you. I was watching the Dahmer series and I was like, hey, I, you know, some of those meals look right. pretty, pretty good. <laughs> right now. Prepare with Glenn.com. Go there and save $250. Uh, it's enough for everybody in your family for three months um, uh, food supply. Make sure you get one for every member. Uh, this is so important. You never know when the lights could go out for two or three minutes and you find yourself face to face with a cannibal. Prepare with Glenn. Oh, that's a mirror. Prepare with Glenn.com. That's prepare with Glenn.com. Okay. So, uh, let's see. We didn't get a chance to uh, finish even talking about... It's a good teaser, though. A good teaser. <laughs> after that story. A cliffhanger. What well, a cliffhanger. Say, what a fascinating story. You know, that's, that's the thing I think is crazy about the, the special that you have tonight, which is, like, things about, like, um, uh, uh, taking people's 
stuff yeah. without even charging them with a crime. Right. Uh, breaking down their doors without even getting the right person, let alone no, not seeing a warrant. Not none of these warrant. people are seeing no. warrants. Um, none of them are being told what was going on. None of them have been told they have a right to an attorney. None of it. Yeah. Well, you know, this reminds me of it. It's, it's terrifying. Is that is that story? Uh, gosh, what was her name? Uh, I I believe we were told to say her name many, many times, and I cannot think of uh, think of it off the top of my head. But she was the African-American woman who was in her. She was sleeping with her boyfriend and the police came. They kept oh, calling yeah, it a yeah, no knock yeah, yeah, warrant, yeah. even though it wasn't really a right. no knock warrant. They knocked on the door. They said, we were the police. Uh, and the 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 boyfriend had some issue, was concerned about a drug dealer mm-hmm. who was coming to potentially kill kill uh the the uh, couple the couple uh, f- the guy came in with a gun he broke down the door with a gun he fired back at the person he said he didn't hear anything about police but even if you did i mean it, what the drug dealer's probably going to say the same in the thing mid- i got to tell you you're asking for trouble you come yeah. in the middle of the night that's why we didn't used to do that you would only do that for the most violent yeah you know what i mean you'd only do that for people that you just couldn't catch on their way to work or you know at the office you wouldn't do that right and and that story became uh, the pol- uh, a the police are racist or B, you have crazy left-wing nut jobs who are claiming everything is racist, and that that was sort of one of what the debate was around that story. But in reality, like I mean, if you were in that situation, I don't think I don't think the police were racist in that story, and I don't believe it was completely crazy to think when someone breaks down your door in the middle of the night and you don't know who it is and uh, you're under threat that you'd take a shot at somebody. Right. And, I and, think both people, both the cop. And I don't think the cops should have. The cops need to stop breaking people's doors down. But that's more of a I know, systematic I know. issue Correct. than what those particular police but officers I, did. I side with the guy who shot back at the cop, if that's what happened. Legal gun owner. Legal gun owner. Mm-hmm. Somebody's in my house. I didn't hear you identify. Yeah. I mean, he shot back. And, and, and people were like, oh, the, I can't believe they shot. Uh, they shot uh, uh, Brianna Taylor. Brianna Taylor. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I can't believe they shot her. Uh, well, did they always leave out of that story that the police officer at the point he shot her, he currently had a hole in his leg from a bullet <laughs> right. that came from the person inside the apartment. Well, usually, and this is just generally speaking, if you shoot at a cop and hit the cop, typically they're going to fire back. Like that's going to happen. I would say this so is more of a general rule. Yeah. You shoot at and, me and I have a gun. Yeah. I'm most likely going to shoot back. Yeah. And so it, it gets to a point where how do you even know? Like if you're in a, you're in the middle of nowhere in Alaska and all of a sudden someone's you know, knocking, banging on your door and saying they're the police, like it crosses your mind. A hundred things cross your mind. What if it's not the police? What if they're saying Correct. it is and it's not? That's why they're supposed to identify themselves even, and give you a warrant. I right, know, yeah, I know. Yeah. She was saying that for a while they thought, uh, or he was really thinking this. Uh, this this got to be because they have a rental property right next to their house, and they they thought this must be somebody that we rented to, and we didn't know they were bad guys or something, and maybe they're coming into here thinking that that person over there is the bad guy. They had no idea. And he was kept in the dark and she was questioned and questioned for like two hours and they picked on the wrong person. When you see her tonight, oh my, she was not political at all. She didn't know the Constitution or Declaration of Independence. This is the couple Mm. that had a copy of the Constitution. He had it, not her. He had it. They took it as evidence against her. The Constitution. The Constitution. 
so she studied that little document, and she is a warrior today. That's great. She was in. Uh, she was in. Said um, she was in makeup, and she was talking to somebody else uh, who has just gone through the same kind of stuff, and they were getting ready for the show in the makeup room. And I'm standing there and greeting both of them, and uh, she says to the other person, "Do you have your writ of habeas corpus? Do you fly with that now?" And they were like, oh, yeah, I didn't bring one this time. But she's like, I got mine in my pocket. And, I, and I'm, I'm like, what? <laughs> I don't even know what a writ of habeas corpus is. What? I'm, what? That seems something old timey that Lincoln would have used. You know, <laughs> right. uh, and uh, and they're serious. They're, they have changed. Well, one encounter her. with these people and they have changed forever. It reminds me, too, of like the stories of, of you know, the bakery owner who somehow decides to not make a cake for the wrong person, and yeah. all of a sudden their entire lives are destroyed. Difference between a lawsuit? Difference between a lawsuit oh, yeah. and this, I think. I'm just saying, I'm saying, like, it really is amazing how quickly all of everything that you depend on can just collapse. Yeah. And you have to really think about what to do in those situations to minimize the damage if something like that does happen to you. And and I, I, I fear, you know, with civil asset forfeiture and... And the political wins, this stuff is going to happen it's more really often. Yeah, wait till you hear. It. If you thought, if you know what civil asset forfeiture is, <laughs> our experts made it worse. Uh, wait until you hear how they're how, how they're uh, doing it now. It, I mean, it's crazy. Tonight, nine p.m. BlazeTV.com slash Glenn. Use the promo code Stand Up and receive thirty dollars off of your. Uh, your one-year subscription, 30% off. Also, you can get 80% of this special on uh, YouTube tonight. Just go to YouTube, uh, the Glenn Beck, youtube.com slash Glenn Beck. Uh, let's see. There's a couple of other things. You know what? Let's just let's talk about. We didn't really spend time talking about the missile that supposedly was fired from Russia. It looks like, no, it wasn't. Um, it thank was, God. thank God. It mm-hmm. was actually something that Ukraine fired off. But yesterday for a while there, there were a lot of people that are like, this means war. Let's go to war. We got to make them pay. Can we slow down a bit, please? Including Zelensky, by the way, who oh. was oh, very yeah. much like this is a Russian missile and it's hit a NATO country. Like we, we don't, we, we want to be super duper sure before we would say anything like that. <laughs> That's and, a nice uh, way of putting it. The yeah. super duper clause. The super duper clause. Yeah. In, in, in Article our, 5. Yes. Yeah. It's important. Uh-huh. And with this situation, like it does seem at some level, maybe cooler heads have prevailed. I don't know. I honestly don't know what happened. It could be that it was just a, a Ukrainian missile that went awry. Could be the opposite. Uh, and that, uh, to uh, me, that missile, actually seems yeah. better. Yeah. Because well, if it was a Russian missile, if it went awry or some rogue just sent it off, that means we're still talking with them. Yeah. And they were like, well, look, 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 sorry, 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 that, that we didn't mean to do that. Or we arrested the guy who did that or mm-hmm. whatever it right. is. That's a good sign. That would be that would be crucial. I, yeah. hope, I hope we're still at that level because, you know, these things can fly out of control at a moment's notice. And we have a bunch of idiots oh, making here decisions. He is. <laughs> here he is, the biggest denier of global warming I've ever met, and he's talking to me about it could be eight thousand degrees this <laughs> afternoon. <laughs>